Hello again, it's so good to be with you, if only virtually. Sorry we missed you last week, but it was Mother's Day, so we thought we would take the day off. And if you had a wonderful celebration with your mother or whoever play, played that role in your life, we're very, very happy to hear that. This week, I'm joined by one of our counselors, Professor Lisa Bradley, who along with being a wife, a mother, a great counselor is also a professor of psychology. And together, we're going to be discussing the impact that this COVID-19 pandemic is having on our young adults. Those young people who are just beginning to launch their lives, those people who belong to the Generation Z group. Together, we're going to see how um, we can maybe address some of the concerns and issues that are unique to them because of their age. You know, many of us have lived through a lot of these types of catastrophes, chaotic situations in this world. I'm older than Professor Bradley, um, and she's probably older than some of you, but the truth is we have a history of, of knowing that we can survive these things. And, and maybe some of the younger people, this is brand new to them, and they're, they're really suffering in a, in a very unique way because of where they are in their age and stage in life. So the question that, Dr., that Lisa Bradley posed to her students was, how does one find hope in the midst of such uncertainties? And many, many questions came back that were addressed to her when she asked that question, but we only have time, unfortunately, to cover a couple of them. And so we picked the more salient ones that we think are gonna be pretty um, applicable to, to many of you. The first one that um, is on our list is, how do I find hope in these times of chaos? So uh, Professor Bradley, Lisa, how did you answer that for that student? You know, when it comes to hope, you know, in times like these, we have to find coping mechanisms that'll help us to get through life woes, right? And so I tell them whether you exercise or you read, I'm like, do your work, go read, right? Whatever it is that you do, you have to find positive coping mechanisms because the neg negative ones won't afford you the, the things that you want. You won't get to your destination. But if you find coping mechanisms that are positive, whether that's reading or writing, because that's lethargic, praying, and tell them, get your Jesus on. All these things will help you to be able to have hope because you'll be able to see God flourish or you flourish through God's promises. And you can see those trickle down. And so you'll be able to be hopeful in the midst of all things because, you know, at the end of the day, if you don't see anything positive that come from it, you're going to be in a slumber. You're going to be stagnated. And so you need to do things that'll help you transition and to have positive a uh, couple mechanisms to, to afford you hope in the midst of these times. Yeah, good advice. That's really good advice. Um, you know, I think about a time in my life, you know, when I was young, probably we didn't call it Generation Z in those days. Right. When I had this sense of hopelessness. And, and you're right, you know, I think to focus on those positive things, you know, that old adage, you know, see the glass half, half full instead of half empty. Yes. It, it sounds cliche, it sounds even corny, but the truth is it does work. It yes. does work as we focus on the more positive things going on in our lives. The next question um, that was posed to uh, Lisa was, how can I even study when I'm so overwhelmed by this pandemic? How did you answer that, Lisa? 
You know, I tell my students I'm no different than they were at this moment and stage in our lives. We've all been through it. You as well, as far as going to school and when life happening, whatever that looks like, it looks different for us all. And so you study by, I talk about achievement motivation. That means you're trying to achieve something, you know your goal. And so in order to do that, you have to be motivated to be able to get there. And so I, I often share uh, in undergrad, I broke my wrist. And when I broke my wrist, my professor said, get it done. You, you need to have your paper in. And I was like, my, my wrist is broken, I'm having surgery. There's no way I can study. Life is happening. These things are going on. And so my professor, get it done, were her words. Despite surgery, despite pain medication, despite life happenings, right? That was definitely a time of uncertainty. And so here I am asking God to help me through it, right? And I'm typing with one hand trying to make it happen. And it took me several days to do a project that could have taken me a couple of hours. And so I'm no different than them. And so I told her, you can do it. You're going to grab on to God's unchanging hands and he will see you through because life will happen. It's what we do with those happenings that makes us who we are and it'll make them stronger for it. And so it definitely made me to hone my skills when it came to studying and being proactive and getting stuff done and not procrastinate because life can happen. And then if you're with a broken arm like I was, you're trying to figure that out. And so you find hope by means that will work for you and be diligent in whatever that looks like. Yeah, very good. You know, I remember when I was in graduate school working on my master's degree that um, there was a time when I was totally overwhelmed by what was going on around me at the time. And I think just facing graduation, you know, that kind of end of the line, a thesis to complete, multiple projects to complete, to be able to satisfy all the requirements of the degree. And I, I was just totally overwhelmed. Went to my academic advisor and she said to me, you know, you need to take things and break them down into little bite-sized chunks, you know, and that'll help you to focus because as you complete one, you can cross it off the list. You yeah. know, you have this sense of kind of renewed hope that hope that yes, I can get this done. I got this, God's got my back. And so I can keep moving forward. So that's excellent advice. Um, the next question says, so what does hope even look like? It's kind of sad that someone would have to ask that question. So how did you address that? You know, I'm a firm believer of Jeremiah 29, you know, 2911, when we're talking about God and we're talking about his plans for us is to, pro to prosper us and not to harm us you know, a plan for a future of hope. And so that's what we know that God is for us. And so yes, this pandemic is difficult and hard, but God has us in this place for a reason in this season that we're able to do things differently. And so I tell them, don't think of the negative. Don't think of, oh my God, I'm in the house. Oh my God, I'm this. Negativity begets negativity. And so the same rings true for positivity. If you're positive, you're gonna get positive things. And if you constantly say, I can't, you won't. If you constantly say, this won't happen, I can't finish strong, I can't do these things, it will never happen. And so positivity and hope looks like God is telling us, listen, we're in this, in this place for a reason and a season. And so this will prosper us for good, it will be for our benefit. And so I told them that's what hope looks like. It looks like God is putting us in a place where we can focus on him and know that he is here and he is not going to leave us nor forsake us. And so that moment of knowing, oh, wait, we're here to be prosperous. He's here. That's for our hope and future. God meant for this to happen. And so I told them that, you know, 
the devil want things for bad, but God plan, God's going to change it around for our good. And so this season going to be for our good. You might not understand it. You might not see it today, but God will bring you on the other side greater than you were before we started. And that's what it looks like. Absolutely. I love that. You know, I often tell uh, clients when I'm counseling with them and they're feeling, you know, kind of hopeless and kind of aimless because of that sense of hopelessness. But, you know, where our gifts that God has given us, where the passion in our lives is, and where the needs of the community around us, where all of those things intersect, that really is our hope. That really is our calling and our future uh, as God calls us to those certain things by the ways that he has gifted us. And so, yeah, and to me, hope is that inspiration, which is the collection of the, the gifts, your passion, and the needs of your community all come together. So, yeah, I, I love that. that. That's great, Lisa. This last question really um, kind of tore me up a little bit. It made me very sad to think that a young person of Generation Z would even have this going on in their life. But let me just read what, what um, this person asked. Actually, it's more of a statement. Uh, it says, the pandemic has caused my family to fight more. Last weekend, my mother asked for a divorce on Mother's Day. I was in shock. My family is crumbling. I have no hope. Help me figure this out. That's so tragic. How did you address that? That's devastating and on Mother's Day. And so such a traumatic moment for you to remember every Mother's Day this has happened, right? And so first and foremost, I said it is not your fault. And so who we are, who our parents are does not dictate who we will become. And so I'm not saying that this is easy because I understand this is a difficult situation, but God will see you through this difficult time because like you stated, you know, before when we're talking about these different things, guilt is everything. And so that person will feel guilty because, oh my God, what did I do? Oh my God, it's Mother's Day. I should be doing this for Mother's Day. But now that person feels guilty because, wait, now I've messed up Mother's Day. What if I wouldn't have been born? What if I wouldn't have been this? What if... The what ifs is what constantly get us in a place of despair. And so for that student, I'm like, God will see you through. God will never give us more than we can handle. And so for this time, or my grandma used to say for a time such as this, right? You will be blessed and, and you'll be better for what you're going through. And so in this moment, self-efficacy means that your expectations of life, you know what the success will be because you aspire for a common goal. The goal obviously would be to have a family that's together. That's not in this place, but it does not mean in this season you can't be, have great relationships. You can't build on whatever is happening. And so as, as children, I remember as a child with my, my grandmother raised me, I used to pray. They used to call me the praying hands baby. And they said that because I was able to pray. My aunts and stuff would, would joke and say, oh my God, ask Lisa to pray because she make things happen. And so we have to take accountability and pray for ourselves and know that God is who he is and we stand on his promises. And that child may be the very person to get them to Christ and get them in a place where they have a healed relationship because that relationship will then dictate how that student can build relationships with people in the, you know, in the future. Yes. And so they can mimic that behavior, which is huge. And so how do you find hope you trust God and know it's not your fault and he will see you through and you continue to do what you need to do, but
but that would definitely take grit. Grit is something that means that life's going to happen. Things going to be hard and difficult, but guess what? You can hunker down and you can bear down. You almost have to grit your teeth. That's what it's about. Like grit, like, you know, like you have to grit. That means life is happening so hard. Like Jesus, take the wheel. Right. And so I was like, you have to say, Lord, take the wheel. You do what you have to do. Give me the strength to get through this difficult time. And you still have to be able to have that achievement goal and that achievement motivation, because this is one of my students in class right now. The pandemic is happening. Now my family's getting divorced. Professor Bradley wants her work. You know what I mean? All these different layers. And so I said, again, chunk these things in little baby steps. Pray for your family. Pray for your, you and your siblings. Ask God to guide you and to give you the strength to go forward and not backwards. Help them to heal your relationship and your mindset to know it's not about you, but it's all about Christ. And so we had this conversation and I'm constantly trying to explain to them the importance of mind over matter. And so with God, all things are possible. This too shall pass, as my grandmother used to say. Like right now, I can look back and like, oh, oh, that's what that means. This too shall pass, and you will be stronger for what you're dealing with because God will see you through. Yeah. You can't lie, and we're going to stand on his promises as such. You know, it sounds like this um, young person was triggered, you know, in, into something that uh, Dr. Daniel Amen calls um, automatic negative thoughts or ants. Yeah. And, and he says the way to overcome those automatic negative thoughts, which we all have. And in this particular uh, young person, it seems that it was a sense of guilt. You know, uh, guilt is a handy emotion if you've done something wrong. But as you pointed out, this person did nothing wrong. And so what Dr. Amon says about overcoming that particular automatic negative thought or any automatic negative thought is to tell the truth about it. And the truth yes. is he or she did nothing wrong. This is something that's going on between his parents. And, you know, well, it's very, very sad. Um, right. It's not anything that he did or has to take responsibility for. And so, right. you know, this is a wonderful conversation, a, a very meaningful conversation, particularly for those young adults out there that are dealing with this. As I said earlier, you and I have probably lived through some of these types of uh, chaotic times, um, but these young people probably haven't. And so this is their first time. So I think, you know, the sense of hope that I would like to offer is that you will get through this. We will get through this. And um, if you out there listening and watching this podcast have needs that we can address through this counseling ministry, uh, please avail yourself of the phone number, the email address that's printed there, and um, the, the um, website address. Contact us. We're here to help. We have a commitment to helping this community to feel that wholeness in life that we know that God has planned for all of us. What are your parting words now, Lisa? You know, I just want to say again that, you know, God loves you, and so do, so do I, or so do we, right? We're in this thing together. And Absolutely. so... Just know that even if you're alone, you're not alone. Because with God, all things are possible. You can get through this hurdle. God will see you through this thing. And so while it's challenging and it's difficult for us all, our hope is in Jesus Christ. And so you can find hope in the midst of hopelessness in times like these. And you'll be able to share with others to know, I made it through and you can get through it too. And so we are our brothers and sisters keepers in a way that we can help us and help one another to get stronger in Christ. 
and to overcome the hurdles that we are faced right now. And so be encouraged, be blessed, and know we're here for you and we love you and God will bless you and your efforts. Stay strong and you will finish strong because we believe that you will. And I would just add, stay healthy out there and, and, and c yes. continue to focus on the positive things in your life. God bless you all. We will see you again next week. Bye for now.